This is Work From Anywhere, a Hayworth Connect podcast featuring conversations and stories about how and where work gets done. There's no denying that the way we work has changed in the last few years. This global experiment we've all been living has shown us that people can really work from anywhere, but it's also been a testament as to how much we really need the office. In this four-part series, we'll talk about what that means for the future of work and how the office has become a hub for collaboration, culture, connection, and attraction. Hello, I'm Christine Britter with Hayworth, and I am here today with Stacy Cohen, the Vice President of Workplace Management for Marriott International. And we're going to have a conversation today about what's happening in the world of work, how that's changing, and what Stacy's seen as Marriott's been going through this a little bit. So Stacy has a background in finance and accounting, but moved from the public accounting world to Marriott in 2000. Since then, she's gradually transitioned from finance and accounting to an operations role in real estate and workplace management, and now vice president of workplace management. So thank you, Stacy, for being here. Thank you. So let's get into it a little bit. We're talking about everything that's happening. People are changing the way they're approaching work, right? One of the things we've been talking about is the fact that it's work from anywhere now, not just the work from the office. But everybody's in a different place with where they are, with asking people to come back, looking at hybrid. Where exactly is Marriott right now on that journey? So our story may be a little different than others in that before the pandemic started, we were starting to build our new corporate headquarters in downtown Bethesda. So with that, we started our phased move in in July. And so our associates may have stayed home a little bit longer than other companies. We weren't going to bring them back to our old headquarters to then pick them back up a month or two later and bring them to the new headquarters. So we started our phased move-in in July, and we actually just finished it towards the middle of August. So you were kind of in the midst of this project in Bethesda, in the midst of everything going on, huh? Yes. Yeah, it was very interesting to do a project like this in the middle of a pandemic. But what I can say is returning to the office, we have a heck of a reset button that other companies don't have because we're coming into this brand new, beautiful headquarters that is not where we left from. Wonderful. I bet that's probably a draw for a lot of people to want to come back into a new environment. It is. It's been really exciting to see everybody's reactions as they come into the office, experience it for the first time and realize how different it is from the way that we worked at our old headquarters versus now where it's bright and light and flexible and associates really have choices of where they can work and how they can work. Was there anything that you saw change or were there any moments where you were pivoting a little bit through the planning process of this? Like many companies, our headcount changed during COVID and our mindset shifted a bit. We all realized that we could work remotely. Our culture previous to COVID, we were all in the office every day or on business travel, but nobody really worked remote and we didn't have a strong policy around that previously. And now we have proven that we can all work remotely. We can work hybrid, which we already had signed on for the square footage. So that gave us more ability to be flexible within the space. 
and introduce additional concepts, additional types of seating, soft seating groups, collaborative areas that if we had to bring everybody back in every day, maybe we wouldn't have had the room for as much of that. And that is a trend I think we're seeing a lot of people look at is the original conversation was, how do we shift our space? And if everybody's not coming back in, can we shed the real estate? Not everybody has the luxury of having all of the space to begin with, but looking at ways to bring in alternative settings and choices for everyone to kind of do that. How did you go about that process? What was the thinking behind how to figure out what to do with some of that ability to have that flexible space? We did programming interviews earlier on during our project. And one thing that we heard over and over, not only from our associates, but also from our leaders is, yes, we need traditional workspace with workstations and offices, but we also want to give that choice and that flexibility to introduce more soft seating, introduce more collaborative groups, like this fun bleacher seating that's at the end of our workstation row, that you could easily have a stand-up team meeting for 40 people. They can all be sitting on these bleachers. You don't have to be around a conference room table anymore. So at one point during the pandemic, we started to look at that and said, okay, How can we keep the space flexible? And if we need to go back to having more workstations, we can do that easily. But for now, let's bring in some of those soft seating groupings. Let's bring in that bleacher seating and try to shift the mindset of how meetings can take place and how work can take place. With that in mind, what do you see? I mean, this is part of the conversation, right? What is the driver for people to come back to the office? And and there's been a lot of thinking on this and a lot of people saying, if I'm just going to come back in to be on virtual calls, I'm not going to come back in. What what do you see as the main purpose of the office throughout what's happening for you guys now that you do have people working remote also? I would say it's the collisions and the one-on-one connections. A lot can get done. And I think over the past couple of years, a lot of people lost sight of those connections and how important they are running into your colleagues in the hall, being able to pop into someone's office and ask that quick question instead of having to get 20 minutes on their calendar to ask that same question when everybody's back to back virtual all day. So as we built out our space, we focused on the hybrid approach everywhere. Every team room, every conference room has all the technology built in so that we're still inclusive. If somebody is working remote, they can take part in that meeting just like anybody else around the table. But if you're in the office, we encourage everyone go to the meeting room, meet in person. And our CEO was quoted recently saying it's almost like a family reunion when you walk down the halls and you see people now. I think a lot of people have experienced that. I called ours like the first day of school back to the first day of school every year when you come in and you see people you haven't seen in person for a while. So that's been kind of interesting to see. Were there varied options as to how you put in different meeting spaces or different environments based on different departments or groups through that programming? Was there anything like that discovered or was it pretty universal of how people are working? It was relatively universal. I would say some groups may have wanted more large work tables, thinking of our design group, for instance, who may want to collaborate with their peers looking at finishes and samples, 
as opposed to the finance team who does a little bit more heads down work, but don't let them fool you. They collaborate just as much and they need those work tables too. So it was the balance of how much do we give to each group to meet their needs. I think of this as being from the hospitality industry and so much of the trends we're seeing now and even more being talked about as people are talking about the experience of coming back to the office and people of having to find other places to work. There's a merge of residential and office beginning, but there's also this sense of hospitality in the office. Um, how does that work with Marriott? What are you guys seeing? Is there a blend now of how you approach your offices versus other properties? I think there has to be a blend. And I think that we'd be missing out on who we are and what our culture is if we didn't embrace that. Our headquarters, it is industrial in feel. It does have the polished concrete, the open ceilings, some raw concrete. But at the same time, there is soft seating everywhere. There are area rugs, different types of groupings, lots of wood to warm the space up. And what we like to say as we give tours is we spent a lot of time putting the heart and soul of Marriott into the building. It's not just another office building. So we want you to feel like you're at one of our properties in our pantries. We are embracing that hospitality feel with complimentary snacks and beverages for the associates to let them take their break during the day and their seats and tables in there now. So you can sit and have some granola and chat with a colleague and then be able to walk back to your space and do your work or choose to sit there and work. It just brings a fresh approach to things and it just makes you feel good being in the space. That's what everybody's wanting, right? That's, that's wonderful. Those who may be now saying, I'm coming in to have these collisions, I'm coming in to have these conference rooms, but how are you addressing if they happen to take a call with somebody that's hybrid? Are there certain areas where there's places for people to go focus and do that? How does that work? Because that's been a big challenge for a lot of people. So what we did, we were very thoughtful in our design. On each work floor, we have nine phone rooms. We also have dedicated focus rooms where maybe you don't have a dedicated space, but you need to do some heads down time where you really need to concentrate. There are focus rooms. There's also a room for two people, like a little huddle space that you can sit down with them almost in like, you know, casual seating with a coffee table between you. But right now I'm actually sitting in one of those phone rooms on one of the work floors doing this interview. It is that neighborhood feel, which is what we call the individual pods for the disciplines or departments is neighborhoods. That's an interesting thing, too, is more and more people, I think, are starting to latch on to that kind of conversation with the neighborhoods, especially with this idea of trying to integrate more collaborative. Tell me a little bit, what does a typical neighborhood look like then for you mm -hmm. guys with that? So we have all of our offices along the core. They are not along the window. All of the workstations are more central between the window and the offices. And then there is a scattered collaborative space between workstations along the windows. We don't want anybody having a workstation or an office right along a window. We want that to be a shared experience for everybody. So instead, we put soft seating along the windows in groupings of one or for two. 
You might be on a phone call. So we put some high back chairs for some privacy. And the neighborhoods, they're visually connected, but they are separated. We did put intentional signage on the columns that would show the discipline that is their home neighborhood. So you know where to find people, simple wayfinding that worked very well. Each associate coming in has a height adjustable desk, a sit-stand desk. We interspersed the warm wood tones with the cooler polished concrete, the grays, the carpet, and the neutrals to warm the space up and make it feel more residential. Are there break areas within places or their cafeteria is like the place where you want that cross-functional collaboration? Where are the amenities? Is it a destination spot? Is it supported within? So on each work floor have a pantry, which has refrigerators, microwaves, and tables, um, as well as complimentary snacks and beverages. But then our podium is what we call our bottom four floors. So that's more of our public spaces, specialty spaces. And the coffee bar is actually open to the public. So we have a cafe on the first floor that is open to the public. Anybody can come in, sit in that space and use it as you would any other cafe. The second floor, we do have a cafeteria, which we are calling the hot shop as a nod to who we are as a company. And to bring the amenities throughout the stack on the 15th floor, which is our elevator transfer floor between the high rise and low rise bank, there is a mini hub there as well with a grab it go market, some foosball tables for folks to have a little fun, keep it active, a genius bar to help with tech issues, things like that. I bet that's a very busy spot at different it points is. in the day. Yes. I love the third place conversation around having a space on your main level that is open to the public too. Are you seeing a lot of people coming in and using that that are beyond Marriott Associates? Yeah, we definitely have some regulars that we see on a recurring basis, which is adorable. There's some families that come in. So it's, it's nice to see that they're starting their day there and then continuing on with the rest of their day. We are still working through getting that a bit more activated and lively since it was the middle of the summer as we're moving in and now folks are starting to settle into a routine. It's fun to see folks from the public coming in to, to start their morning. What's your favorite place to work within the office, in the building? I get that question more often than you think. So I have a couple seating groupings that I like. One thing that I do with my team personally is when I have my one-on-one -on -one meetings, rather than sitting in my office, I say, hey, let's, let's go up to the mini hub on 15. Let's go down to the lobby. Let's go sit in the cafe. I'll get you a coffee. Because folks learn by seeing others do it. As we've been in the space a little bit longer, I see more and more people starting to do that. But I would say there is this nice wooden table up on 15 in that hub area where you can grab a snack and sit down with three or four people and have an informal meeting. So that's one of my favorite places. And then if I just have some heads down work, I want to focus, I want to work through my to-do lists or things like that, there is some seating down in the cafe that, although it's very public and it's still very open, it's a really nice comfy chair. And I can sit there with my, my coffee on the coffee table and work on my laptop and 
not get interrupted, but still feel in the middle of everything. Yeah, that's that's a connection. I <laughs> used to want to hide more when I was in the office to focus. And now I keep thinking, no, if I'm here, I need to. It's because I want to be around others, even if I'm not meeting directly with them. Just the sense of being in the activity is something I think we've all realized we didn't miss until we didn't have it. Yes, exactly. So what do you see next? Has it changed a little bit about how you guys work? Um, do you see the change was happening beforehand and this is just helping get there with that more collaborative kind of spontaneous things? What do you see with that? I would like to think that we will continue to build our population coming in the building. It is starting to grow. We do have our ribbon cutting ceremony next week and we have other key events coming up. But what I'd like to think is that all of those nice soft seating areas that provide that flexibility, I can't wait to walk onto work floors and see associates using those. I got so excited the first time I saw people playing on the foosball tables, like, yes, it's working. So I think that we'll all learn in the coming months that we all are working differently now, but having that connection with people and being back in the office is important and it doesn't have to happen every day, but it needs to happen often enough that you you do stay connected to your peers. That's where I see things going is people coming back a bit more often, being more present and using those collaborative areas more as opposed to just traditional conference rooms. I think that's a great way to head up what we all are looking at in the future, right? As we all are looking for that more connection, more collaboration, but it sounds like Marriott is set up perfectly with this new space to be able to drive that, move forward, create innovation. And so, Stacy, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for telling us all about this amazing new project and for being able to give us some time to chat. Absolutely. It was a pleasure to talk with you today and look forward to doing it again sometime. Thanks for joining us for Work From Anywhere a Hayworth Connect podcast. If you enjoyed today's show, follow us on Apple Podcasts or visit hayworth.com to subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. And be sure to rate and review the show to let us know what you think. For more workplace and design content, sign up on hayworth.com to receive news and updates, visit Hayworth Connect webinars, read our blog articles, and check out our research. And of course, get inspired by our products and spaces.